0: And welcome everyone to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk. As always, I am Matt, and I am joined today by my wonderful co-host, Slade. How's it going
1: today, Slade? It's going good, going good. Glad to be here, and glad to be recording a post-elimination chamber episode.
0: Absolutely, we're we're, we're certainly on the uh, the way to the road to WrestleMania, as I like to say in WWE. Um, things have certainly 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 seem to have gotten cleared up a little bit more uh with the raw and SmackDown after elimination chamber there's still some some outlier outliers hanging out there um to make you think otherwise but we'll get into all of that here in a minute um uh, first if you would please as always promote our social or uh like and follow our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter on Facebook. We are at buckle talk and on Twitter, we are at turnbuckle P it'd be greatly appreciated. Um, So that being said, let's get into it. What did you think of uh, elimination chamber as a whole slate?
1: As a whole, it was a good show. Um, Only had four matches, I believe, but they all, they all hit right. They all were good. They were, they told a good story. Um And the end was, uh, I won't say expected, but I did kind of have a feeling that Bobby Lashley would have something to say about the main, the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania, and I'll be danged if he didn't.
0: Yeah, you certainly knocked that one out of the park. It's um, like I said on the last episode when we, we recorded and you brought that up, I didn't even think about that. But then once you said it the light bulb kind of went off in my head and I was like, oh, that ma- makes a lot of sense. Um, and that does look like that's where they're going with that.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. If, if you didn't see Elimination Chamber, so they had the whole WW, old WWF champions in the thing. It ended with uh AJ Styles and McIntyre being the last two. McIntyre went to the Claymore. After the match is over with Bobby Lashley, who had lost the U.S. championship earlier in the night to Riddle in a triple threat match with John Morrison, um, came down, um, attacked uh, McIntyre, put him in the hurt locker, left him laying, and then Miz cashed in the money in the bank, won the title. And then the next night on Raw, Lashley told him that part of the deal was Lashley got the first shot at Miz's title. And then the Miz was, you know, hemming and hawing and... They did a deal where Lashley fought Braun Strowman for a spot next week. If Strowman won, it would be a triple threat match. But if not, it was going to be a one-on-one, and Lashley dominated Strowman. And Lashley will fight Miz tomorrow night on Raw to – and all indications are Lashley will win the belt and go into Mania as the champ to face a returning Drew McIntyre. That looks like the plan.
0: Yeah, it uh, I think what happens tomorrow, talking about Miz versus Lashley, one or two things he'll uh, Lashley either take it from him tomorrow night or they're going to play the long game and run it through fast lane and then they'll have a match at fast lane and he'll take it from Miz at fast lane at the absolute latest.
1: Yeah, I, 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 my gut feeling says Lashley dominates, wins quick, and then McIntyre attacks and then maybe they do a la- uh, McIntyre Miz match to determine the match at Mania, and then McIntyre wins, and there you go.
2: Yeah, but
1: I think it, I think you're right. Or McIntyre calls the DQ, they do a match, and I I think at this point, it's pretty obvious. Lashley's going to have the belt going into Mania. Now, they could surprise me, but I think that's your, I think that's the play.
0: Oh, for sure. Right. I mean, it, you put those three together, you put Miz, uh, McIntyre, and Lashley together. One of them doesn't seem to fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. It, it, it. but it's, then again, you know, you had Batista, Randy Orton, and then Daniel Bryan in the main event at WrestleMania 30. Um, but did you know you wouldn't necessarily think of Daniel Bryan with those two? You know what I mean? But right. Miz isn't Daniel Bryan either, right? Um, but yeah, I think it's 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 obvious. I think it's what the fans want. And WWE does do a good job around WrestleMania season of tending to give fans what they're clamoring for.
1: And it it, Um, it actually fit perfectly. You had, because my big thing was the triple threat match with, for the US title meant Lashley could lose the belt without actually taking a pin. So Riddle nails him with the crutch that Morrison had brought into the ring. Um, Lashley's out of the ring. Morrison gets the pin, or not Morrison. Riddle gets the pin on Morrison, who had and that, who had been in the hurt lot for, you know, you know, felt like you know two or three minutes. So Lashley still looks strong. Riddle's, you know, but you've taken the belt off of him, and it made sense. And there was a thing I don't know if you noticed it, but like right before the Money in the Bank ladder match, you could actually see in the background MVP talking to Miz. Right. So that was sort of the implication that some, there was a deal being made. And then, of course, the next night on Raw, they uh, they they uh, confirmed it. The other Elimination Chamber match, Daniel Bryan beat uh, Seamus, Jey Uso – or not Seamus, Cesaro, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and who was the other one? Corbin. Corbin, To Thank you. To uh, – to win that match, and then immediately, like I said, was the plan. My thought immediately: Reigns comes down. Uh, Daniel Bryan gets the hope spot with the with the yes lock, but uh, Reigns powers out and then just destroys Daniel Bryan and win and chokes him out in like a minute and a half. And then after the match, you know, Reigns is celebrating, jumping up, you know, leaving, you know, leaving him laying, walking slowly, and Edge comes down. Spears reigns, points to the uh, the logo, and confirms that it will be Edge versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title at Mania. So we've at least got one match set. We've Well, we've actually got two matches set in stone right now for Mania. So we've got that one. And, of course, on SmackDown Friday night, they ended the show with Bianca Belair announcing that she was going to challenge Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Mania. So we kind of have two set-in-stone matches and a couple that we kind of have a feeling of where they're going to go. But overall, it was a really good show. Um, it all sort of intertwined. It did a good job of keeping everything kind of flowing and working itself into uh, what looks to be a pretty fun Mania season.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um i thought the show was solid you know it's it it certainly wasn't bad uh it did what it was supposed to do i don't understand why they didn't replace lacey evans um and let oscar have a match it's not like i agree with that because like you said it's four matches um and then a little pre-show battle royal Um, that's not it's not like they were long on time because they went to like the package the video package for the main event for the the uh raw wasn't it the raw yeah raw elimination chamber yeah the raw one was the main event right um and they went to the video package for that one and i was like wait this has got to be the main event and i looked, and it's only been like an hour and a half long into the paper right i "I can't tell you the last time they went to a main event at an hour and a half mark in a paper
1: that's 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 old school in your house timing right Yeah, there.
0: absolutely. But and then I was thinking, I was like, well, they could have, you know, they could have essentially done the same thing they did for the triple threat match um on the pre-show and they could yeah. do it for Oscar, do a little battle royal, fatal four yeah. way, something like
1: that. Um, you could I mean, you don't I mean, you could it could you could have even had Oscar do uh, an open challenge and had maybe Peyton Royce take that spot since Lacey couldn't do it.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. Just something you know, just something to just, just to get to her feel, on the show.
1: Just yeah, fill ten fifteen minutes a, of
0: time. And, well, she's a champion, man. You know, yeah. And, and and you're taking a champion's match off the show hours before the show, and I understand why they they took the match off. But you 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 had time.
1: You knew it. You knew with enough time
0: to. You you had much more time for that match. You know to to come up with something than you yeah, did that with... than than the triple threat match that they had yeah. to replace at the last minute. Yeah you know yeah, they were able to figure that out at the last minute and they had more time than that to figure something out for oscar and they just because and part of it i mean oscar's just so good man um oh yeah but
1: Oscar can make anything work
0: she can but they don't the, they don't since give she's her had the chance yeah since she's had the championship man they don't it's not like it's treated seriously
1: um, it, it's it's like they take her for granted it's like well we can plug Asuka in there and it doesn't really matter. She can do anything
0: instead of, I was going to say, I think I read that She's only defended that title three times. Yeah. You know, and that's and just, not, cause her character's like a, 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 a badass just wanting to fight type character, but only defending it three times so far that kind of goes against the grain of what that, you know, what she's supposed to be right and what a champion's supposed to be
1: right um, in general i mean the person that becky lynch handpicked to be her her replacement once she had to leave to you know to have their have her son you know she wanted oscar to have it and you're not really giving her a chance to
0: shine right and i think they're going towards uh wasn't it monday night that they
1: yeah they planted a little the- seed
0: Yep. Um, and I think they're going to where I thought they were going before Lacey and Ric Flair entered the picture. Um, yep. And I think that might be why they just didn't do anything Sunday night, because they were like, all right, we're scrapping this. We're just going here. No middle, you know, nothing in the middle. It's just you, one but you, night.
1: But you had – you, you you, could have done the same thing.
0: You know, you could have.
1: You could have had her win the match, and then after, say, her and Charlotte are going after the tag titles tomorrow night against – You know Nia and Shayna because they want to get those belts back because you know she wants to be Oscar two belts again and done the exact same match with the exact same ending and the exact same tension and you still and you're 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 no worse off than you were.
0: Right, and the only thing, and I don't think, I don't think the higher ups and 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 I mean like Bruce Vince certainly Vince. Um, Bruce, and the people in that circle with the creative decision making. Um, they, and I'll get into it a little bit later when we talk about like the newsletter awards and whatnot, but like they're almost in a no-win situation from a social media perspective. right? Because on Twitter, if you follow wrestling, you know that it doesn't matter what you do to the this woman wrestler
1: why you're don't you do another
0: this? well you're hurting another woman yeah. another woman in the process of building up this woman or you can't just praise oscar for dominating another woman well now they're burying that woman and now she's not getting a fair chance and so right. they're kind of damned if they do and damned if they don't because they can build up these women but at the same time you have another section of of, of twitter or social media and understand that that's not the majority and understand that that the majority of the people own that platform or probably teenage level you know what i mean oh stands yeah. they're, they're right. huge stands but it's loud you know yeah and you can't get away from it if you're in that yeah
1: you can't ignore it like it's not right. just oh well
0: and so it's you see it be- and it yeah. just it, it becomes funny like I, I get to where i laugh at it when i say it. it's like you literally can't make anybody happy you know what i mean um, they're doing a, a job of building uh, person A up. Well, that means person B is getting buried and person C is not even getting a chance and everybody should get title shots, but nobody should lose, but there should only be one champion. And, you know, um, so I think, I, think, I think part of that with the Oscar thing is like, I, I don't know, I completely agree with
1: you. Like they should have done something, um, some quick, something fast. You um, you know what you you know what you could have done if you really wanted to since she's coming to raw anyway have Ripley come out have her do you know have her and Oscar just do a 15 20 minute banger and have like Flair or or Peyton Royce or somebody interfere cause a EQ, or have a or hell have have Shayna or Nia come down and cause a DQ so, and you, but you've sort of planted the seeds for that. There's so many things you could have done.
0: Right. There's certainly possibilities.
1: And, and I do agree with you on that though, because you can't win. You can't. Because it's, it's like you say, and, and I think people lose sight of the fact that to make somebody in pro wrestling, if you want to build somebody up, there's got to be some people that get beat in the process. Well, that, man, doesn't necessi- that doesn't necessarily ruin them. No, not like at all. Like the people that, like the hundred, and se- the however many it was, one hundred and seventy-three, one hundred and seventy-six, or however many people it was that Goldberg beat week after week after week before he lost. Those guys weren't buried. You you lost to an industry. You lost to a monster that that doesn't necessarily hurt you. And yeah. I think people lose sight of that. They think, oh well, you know, oh my God, you know, like let's say you know you, you decide to build up. Um, I'll go to SmackDown. Let's say you start building up Bianca Belair, and she starts beating Live and well, Liv and Ruby are their own special. I don't understand what they're doing with them, but that's besides the But she starts beating people like Naomi or Naomi's on Raw. But they start beating the Lives and the Rubies and the Taminas, and you're like, well, you're you're hurting them. No, 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 no. You're building somebody else up, and then then you can you can always go back to it. You can always rebuild somebody. It's it. I mean. Becky Lynch tapped clean to Natty, and within a year and a half, she was main event in WrestleMania. Yeah, so you, nobody's ever buried for good unless you just always, always, always lose.
0: Jeff Hardy's probably biggest moment in his career was that match against Undertaker on Monday. When he Ireland. lost. And he lost. But he had Jim Ross on the call. You're watching it. You believed that he might be beating The Undertaker. And then after the match, you have The Undertaker showing his sign of respect. And that made Jeff Hardy more, like, from that point on, Jeff Hardy was always a legitimate, like, title contender. Like, you could see him being in the title picture, even though, like you said on him being in an Elimination Chamber match this past week, you'd rather see somebody else in it. But you can also
1: understand why he is in it.
0: Because and for on the right night, size,
1: like that's you know. And, but, but in that kind, but in that kind of match, where it's a kind of a, it's going to be a crash and burn type match, he has a shot
0: because he absolutely. thrives in
1: those matches.
0: But he, but he lost. But he got. I mean, obviously, yeah. he would have got just just as over, if not more over, by beating the Undertaker. But, but that wouldn't but have you, been as realistic. As well, losing I, and going right. down in like a blaze of glory, and and the Undertaker showing that sign of respect, well, I, man, you you
1: almost got me. Well, there's a, something to be said because the year before, you, when they did the they had the two man power trip thing going on Raw, Jeff Hardy beat uh, Triple H to win the Intercontinental title, and then the next week Triple H destroyed Hardy in like five minutes, and it made Hardy look like a fluke. Right. The way that Undertaker match played out, yeah, Hardy lost in the end. Taker got the belt. He won, but Hardy looked like okay. He wasn't a fluke. Taker was lucky as hell to get out of there.
0: Right, it and a Taker knows
1: he was lucky as hell to get out of there. Yeah, told a better story. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, this, I'm not. This isn't me trying to bash Triple H or anything, but I'm just saying, you, you can do either story right, and it'll, and it'll work the same way. And yeah, him winning like he looked better losing to the Taker than he did the year before winning and then get destroyed by Triple H, you know. Right. Well, what later. do
0: you rem- right? What do you remember more as well? You remember him losing to Undertaker? Like, I remember him. Of- yeah,
1: absolutely. People forget that win over Triple H because again, it was pretty much nullified right. seven days later.
0: You know, and then so, another example is uh, Ric Flair. Like, he's even said, he's like, yeah, I won 16 championships, but I lost 85% of my matches. Yeah. You know, like, you telling me Rick Flair got buried? No. <laughs> like, but that's what people, yeah, I think, and I think it's a generation thing. I think you have a, a younger generation. <laughs> of fans and like i said i'll get more into it when we talk about the newsletter awards but you have a younger generation of fans that have a different perception of what pro wrestling should be to them than what it is to like our generation and the generation before us
1: these kids didn't grow up watching saturday morning wrestling shows with guys getting destroyed every week by people no
0: it's been it's been a a completely different experience for the younger generation
1: like squash matches for for us are were just part of it. Like you used to have like WCW Power Hour, WW Superstars. You'd have That's three squash. You'd have yeah, you have three squash matches, and your main event might be you know uh, a, a, a credible main eventer like Razor Ramon against a mid card guy like Hacksaw Jim Duggan or something, where you knew. Razor's going to win, but you know, there's at least a little bit of name recognition there, right? And the other three were just you know, mid card guy versus local enhancement talent. One of whom, as you have as you showed the other day, was Jeff Hardy back in the day, yes. And I will bring that up
0: it was a Jeff Hardy versus Owen Hart match in 1995. Yokozuna was out on this, uh, out on outside the room with uh, Jim Cornette, James E. Cornette. That match went maybe six minutes. Hardy got in maybe three moves. Right. Owen Hart pinned him uh, in a showboat way. He, like, rolled him up where he did a flip-type deal. Yep. And then after the match, as on the clip shows that I posted on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, they drag him over there. He gets the bonsai drop from Yokozuna. Owen drags him back to the middle of the ring, puts him in the sharpshooter man you're telling me Jeff Hardy got buried you know what I mean no. like 26 years later he's
1: still one of the top names in the business yep and, and, and or, I mean and yeah. that's the way we grew up watching wrestling I mean okay yeah I mean Nitro and Raw Nitro started doing the big name versus big name thing in 95 but it really wasn't as um pronounced until later and then you know kids growing up and say oh six oh seven or you know oh three oh four oh five you know you didn't have local enhancement guys and so yeah it's it's just so much different but
2: really you is.
1: don't get buried losing you don't you can, now, you can get buried losing if you do it all the time or you do it in certain ways but just a loss you don't understand that if you if somebody needs to get built up, some people's going to have to lose, and it might be your favorite. It's not the end of the world.
0: No, absolutely but, not. But yeah, I thought, uh, like I said, they could have added an Oscar match with somebody else. Oh
1: yeah, they, the show, they, they but could. have. Other,
0: other than that, the show was fine to me.
1: Oh, the show um, was. I mean, it did it, it did its job. It, yeah, it I th- got us. got us close to mania.
0: The SmackDown uh, Chamber Match was my favorite
1: match of the night. It was a really good one. I thought, yeah, I thought it was done really well. I uh, actually and, and, thought and, it had the right winner too. Now that I'm looking at it,
0: uh, Brian. Yeah, yeah. The only thing, and it's just because I'm selfish, admittedly selfish on this aspect. Uh, I want Edge and Christian versus roman and jay at Fastlane, lane right selfishly right it looks like they're gonna finagle a way to have brian versus edge i mean b- b- brian versus reigns at fast lane um and while that'll be fun that just means i won't get you won't edge get your Christian and roman and jay because i think that would be really really fun and i think it would make perfect sense leading up to wrestlemania and you could even break off christian and jay and they could have their own thing if you want yes. to. and that jay would
1: be versus- a fun match as well yeah wrestlemania jay jay versus jay jay riso versus jay Uso.
0: Uh, yeah, and and so that's the only like I said, I'm not pooping on the possibility of Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns.
1: That will be a fun match. Like I said, just selfishly, I won't um I, I would not have, uh, at all be surprised if that ended up becoming a SmackDown main event though.
0: That would be fun like I, too.
1: Like I could see like I could see Fox trying to push that.
0: Yeah, maybe they could they could do it maybe two and, weeks before Mania yeah. and SmackDown, and, you know, and, yeah. and do and it then, a little and, build.
1: And then, and then, yeah,
0: and do it in such a
1: way where it makes sense for Jay and for Jay Uso and Christian to break off. And yeah,
0: just in my head, I had an idea of like with Roman's character, what can make him a little bit more sinister? Well, if you're facing Edge, go after Christian, you know,
1: and and, And 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 you could and you could have Jay Uso be the one that does the heavy lifting,
0: right? But it could go on for two or three weeks. Yeah, where he gets attacked backstage after he has a conversation with edge or something and edge walks off and then edge he just comes up a little bit late and saving him a couple times and then finally edge has had enough and he goes out he's like you know what i'm tired of this i know who it was we or we know who it was you know uh roman jay we want y'all at fast lane like and
1: you could and you could do a deal where you know maybe edge gets knocked out or gets knocked down or or have or have Haman handcuffed him to the ropes, and do a thing where Roman orders Jay to beat Christian to a bloody pulp. Right, and I think they can have it. Jay and have Jay kind of sort of at first be hesitant, and then as it gets keeps going, he gets more and more into it. Like he becomes it becomes obvious he's enjoying doing it, and then bam, you've got a reason for Christian to go after Jay, and you've got a reason for Rome for. Edge to go after Roman because he knows Roman's the one that's making him do it.
0: Right. And I just selfishly, another reason or another time I'm using this, but I just selfishly want them to do something with Jay at WrestleMania because I think that there's something there. You know, whether uh, I think there's plenty of possibilities, uh, they could spin off and have Daniel Bryan versus Jay at at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Um, They could have, like I said, Christian versus Jay. I long thought that they would uh, they would knock it out of the park if they had Jimmy versus Jay. Um, I think there's plenty of options there for a nice WrestleMania match for him in a singles capacity. Right. Um, I just don't know if they're going to do it because it just seems like they've gone, they've, they've went nowhere with his character, probably in the last six weeks. Right. Um, There's been no evolution. There's been no development with that character. And so my, my, my fear is that they'll use him in some kind of uh, intercontinental title ladder match where, right. he's one of, where he's one of eight people and he gets two spots and then he loses, you know. Um.
1: I thought on Jey I thought they went way too quick with him being gung-ho to, to be Roman's lackey, for lack of a better term.
0: Well, see, though, I thought that they went that quick with it because Jimmy was going to return.
1: But he, and that's it. Jimmy didn't. And so now right. it just looks like you rushed something. That, that that was the kind of thing that could have, you could have really played that out over some time.
0: Definitely. Because you, you've yeah. seen it with The Fiend and, and Alexa Bliss. That they, can, yeah. you, they can do a
1: long build. Like, you could have, you know, you could have Jay, like, you can have him, like, grab the, you know, like if you know, Roman orders him to beat Kevin Owens with a chair. And he grabs the chair and he looks at it and he looks at Kevin and he looks at Roman. He of sure shakes his head. And then Roman keeps saying, Hey, we had that deal. You lost the match, do it. And he'll do it, but look like he's just horrified at what he's done. But as weeks keep going, you know, hey, he's he likes doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. And it can culminate with him doing it to a Christian you know, with like to the point where Romans even saying, "Hey, you, it's it's enough, it's enough," and Jace just won't stop. And hey, you, you've set something up, but they they rushed it. They do that sometimes, right?
0: And I mean, they it was just which I don't know if if Jimmy's even cleared to return yet. Um I assume he's not, or else he would already be back. Because I don't understand yeah. why they wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I mean um, he's 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 rehabbing now. They've shown a I mean. Okay.
0: But but yeah, that was I my assumption because they did it so fast, like you said, because um, they went like zero to hundred.
1: Yeah, um, like like within like he gets three he weeks. That match. Yeah, he loses that match, and then you know two weeks later, he's grabbing chairs and beating Daniel Bryan within an inch of his life. And I understand those. I understand, and I'm like, this is a change.
0: You're right and so my assumption was that jimmy was going to come out after jay acted like that a few times you know just going wild on other people and jimmy would come out because you know they had used him a couple times
1: right yeah. um
0: and 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 roman had even mentioned like not only are you a coward your brother is a coward or whatever right. you're all eliminated from the family type deal like including jimmy in the story and and so my assumption was that jay was just going to go too far after the second or third time and jimmy was going to come out and try and reason with him and be like you know why are you being like this why you know what are you doing like you're you're still tarnishing our family's name like this ain't what we you know like trying to yeah. reason and talk talk sense into him and then he just snaps on jimmy and now you got a heel jay and a baby face jimmy and you got your feud and it could be a long right. um because it's a blood feud so, right what feuds like you can really drag those out. Like you, you have a story already. Like, you don't have to come up with much of a story, right? You can just kind of let it go where 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 it goes, and 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 your set. Sto- yeah, just tell that story, and now you got a long term story that um, people can get invested in. I agree. I I'm know. Here's... I know they've said that their dream, like they, that's their dream, is to have a singles match together at WrestleMania. Um, and it Well, it I saw.
1: Maybe it was a week or so ago. Jimmy was definitely doing some rehab work at a gym and Jay was filming it. Okay. But I don't know, but I don't know how far that is along in rehab. That right. I, mean, I mean he's been I don't out know, about I don't a know. year now, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's been yeah. It's been a while. So it's like, is he, is he, is this, is he about ready to come back? Or is he just getting started? Or, you know, how far along is he? Right.
0: And, and don't, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm glad that they've used Jay in the way they have. Yeah. Cause I didn't think he, you, up until this point, you haven't seen one without the other, the Usos. Like they've always been on together or off together. Right. They've never had that chance to break out on one guy or the other. And so I assumed it was going to be the same way. So when they brought him back, I was happy to see him because I've always enjoyed the Usos. You know, they both have, they're very, very charismatic. Um, they just jump off the screen. Uh, and then they're fun to watch in the ring on top of that. So to see him come back and then when they reintroduced him and and the whole Roman dynamic, I got really, really into it. And I was like, this is really good stuff. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I'm not taking that part for granted, but I just hope that
1: they can find something to, to yeah. further him along um, i agree with that because right now he's just yeah. basically roman's lackey and that's all he he's is a, well he's his hype man
0: yeah you know he's he's the one shouting in the back after roman makes yeah. a point like he's the hype yeah. man. yeah um so hopefully that just they 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 find a direction for him soon for his sake
1: maybe um, so maybe they will
0: and the only other thing, I, I don't even care about the women's tag match. You can comment on it if you want. Um, the only other thing, I'll talk about the U.S. title match. I figured Riddle was taking the belt whenever. Uh, when Keith
1: Lee got announced that he wasn't going to be there.
0: Well, when Keith Lee was pulled, but when they still kept it as a triple threat. Yeah. Because if Lashley's retaining, you didn't need it still to be a triple threat. Right. But to keep and, it uh, as a triple threat, you still had that ability to let riddle take it without pinning lashley right um so that kind of clued me and uh, and i wonder so did... oh go ahead
1: i was gonna say and, oh you're, you're good i'm sorry i had a, my thought was probably probably the dovetail with yours so go ahead
0: no i was just gonna say and it i wonder because they said keith lee was sick right or hurt
1: yeah he the like, the the kayfabe reason is he had gotten injury suffered at the hands of Lashley during that beat down the week before on Monday Night Raw?
0: Okay. So I wonder if they pulled him because they changed their mind last minute. And I wonder if the plan was for him to take it, take the title. And then Vince changed his mind last minute. And instead of having Keith Lee look weak, because if you're in there with Lashley and Riddle, you got to eat the pin, you know what I mean? Like either Lee or Riddle, uh, Lashley's got to eat the pin if you want Riddle to have the title now, right? Right. So right. you're making, in, in theory, you're going to make one of them look weak, um, but you can't Especially make Bobby look weak if it, you want where, to. L-
1: where Lashley's dominating the one, the other one interferes and gets the pin on the other one. So yeah, he's taking kind of a double dose of it. Right.
0: But then you can't make Lashley take the pin. Because you're, you're trying you're, to elevate him to a, a championship spot, right? you're trying
1: to elevate him, you're trying to get the belt off of him while keeping him looking strong, right? But easy for him to do that is to have a triple threat match where he doesn't have to get the pin, right?
0: He lost, but he didn't lose, right? Kind of like you were saying earlier, like he's not buried because he lost because he didn't technically lose, he didn't lose, you know. He, he I guess he lost by the technicality, but you know what I mean, like he didn't get pinned.
1: He and he was the one on doing that. most of the heavy lifting and letting the other guy win.
0: Right. Yeah, so I wonder. Like the- yeah, I I just wonder if that was their way of getting getting out of that situation. Because I think if you want if you want to put the title on Lee in that situation, Riddle is fine to take the pin. Like Keith Lee pinning riddle doesn't make Riddle look weak at all audience whereas riddle pinning lee would make lee look weak right yeah yeah you know like riddles riddles also like he's a badass in the ring don't get you know he's physical his stuff looks legit but like just from an audience perception if you read social media or, or if you're in touch with the wrestling community at all you'll understand that riddle pinning lee is much more detrimental than lee pinning riddle Right. Um, so I—that's th- my theory. I mean, he could have gotten hurt or whatever, but I think no, I mean, they, there they was were going rumors with that- Lee, and then uh, Vince decided last minute to put it on Riddle. There, there were rumors
1: that maybe that he had gotten reinfected with COVID or that he had had a false negative, but Mia Yim was on Raw the next night, so that doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: I noticed that as well. So I was think- like, "Well, why is she here?"
1: So, yeah, so I, th- I think your theory makes sense that they and they got the perfect. If they decided to go with Ms. Cashing in to loot to cashing in after Lashley destroys uh McIntyre, Morrison being the one eating the pin actually makes a lot of sense. Right. Because now you now you can really intertwine that story. Now, now wait a minute. You know, you could even have it set up where did Morrison Morrison want a pay per view, right, or won a battle royal to get that spot, right? On the kickoff show. Okay,
0: I was gonna say like you I could think it was like a four a, person battle royal, right? Rollins was in it. I didn't see it. I saw like a piece of a picture of it.
1: See, uh, see, like you could do a thing where the Hurt business got Morrison in that match to be in the triple threat match with the U.S. title to begin with, or something. There's so many ways you can go with it. You can even have it set up where, oh, yeah, we got Morrison in there because we knew he'd be easier to beat. We know, we, we figured he, we could soften him up. Th- there's so many ways you can go with this. Or he wouldn't hurt Bobby because I, y'all were friends. Right. So it, it really worked itself out well. Um, Let me look this up real quick. Hold on. Elimination chamber results. Okay, the Elias, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet. For the for the belt, for the title shot, and then oh yeah, the women's tag title match. Nia Jackson, Basler beat Air and Banks after Reginald threw a champagne bottle in the ring, and the ref caught him. And Reginald looked all for Clint because he's got a crush on Sasha, and Sasha's not not um, joining it. That's really all you need to say. I mean, it's honest honest to God,
0: Slade. Whenever I see Shana and I come on TV, I get up and go somewhere else. Yeah. That's like, I will literally go to the gas station when they come on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not kidding. Like, the gas station is like a minute and a half from the house. I'll go run and get some. Uh, Sour Patch Kids, or give my son apple juice. If I see oh, I... Shayna and Nia, come on, because I know I got about five to seven minutes, and I'm not going to miss anything, and I'll get back in time. You know,
1: and the shame and the shame is Shayna herself is actually a really good worker and a Dude. really compelling worker. You just but this put her with Paul Heyman, man. Yeah, but this this no, and Nia just no just no
0: she's she's entertaining but that's all like yeah that makes any sense
1: um so that's that on that um i mean reginald's kind of fun i'll 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 give give
0: (laughs) i can't wait for him to forget his accent like kofi kingston did it's gonna be so funny because you know what's gonna happen if he has it for any substantial time, because he's from like Chicago. Yeah. Um, but no, and, and supposedly he was touted on his uh like his developmental profile when WWE signed him, like or something through WWE, like they touted him growing up in the gangs in Chicago or something like that. Right. Um, but now he's got this French accent. But yeah, so that'll be fun. Um he's He's interesting. I don't know what they're doing with him. Like, because Carmella hadn't even been on in like two or three weeks, or ever since she lost that last match to Sasha. And then he's been, I don't know. um, He's kind of out of left field, in my opinion. But I mean, it could have some kind of payoff, I guess. I guess he's just going to lose to every woman on the SmackDown roster at some point while just flipping around the ring. Um, But, uh, as of now, we know what three WrestleMania matches or two?
1: We know no Bianca and Sasha. We know uh, Edge, Edge and, and Roman. Well, unless
0: Daniel Bryan gets a shot at Fast already Yeah, but if he wins next, he's got I think he's got uh Uso in the cage next Friday on SmackDown.
1: I mean, they do have, I mean, as of right now, the only two that have been announced are Roman and Edge and Sasha and Bianca. Although they do have the card subject to change on there. Right.
0: But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they announced that they're doing Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso in a steel cage next Friday on SmackDown. And if he wins that, then he gets the title shot at Fastlane. Right. Um, But I think we all know, even if he does get that title shot, Roman's not losing yeah Roman's um, not the going pay-per-view then. before Wrestlemania no um it's one of those come way too far to pull something like that right um so yeah you Oh, uh, so we got Edge and Roman Bianca and and Sasha. Sasha um what else are we assuming though there's
1: uh I'm assuming okay you got but- so you got
0: Asuka and Charlotte is the assumption right
1: Asuka Asuka Sasha is probably the assumption Charlotte Charlotte Oscar, I'm sorry. Yeah. Charlotte who who else
0: could you see? I mean, are, do you think they get to Rhea this quickly? They haven't even <sighs> inter- introduced her on Raw. They just started doing that.
1: Un- unless, oh God, unless they decided to have Charlotte beat Oscar at lane and do a Charlotte versus Rhea rematch from last year's Mania. You know, um, that's the that's the only other option I can
0: see. I, I told you last week when we recorded, when you when you threw a couple of ideas out there that I hadn't thought of, I was like, "Slate, I, I hadn't thought of those, but I really like them. Slate, I hadn't thought of that one, but I do not like that one. Oh, I don't like <laughs> the idea. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I got like, I was saying, I don't as like it, it came either. out of my mouth. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's hope you're wrong on that one. I mean... Because they, I can see that as well. I can see what
1: you're saying, and that's why I don't like it. Because oh, I no. see that very well happening. Like. The smart thing to do, and I know you've got some stuff, some thoughts you have on Charlotte. Charlotte did make a comment to Rick on um, Raw that she's not the same performer, and that her, his presence is hurting her in the ring. And, and, he, honest, and he,
0: honestly, say so that's what I had to talk about with Charlotte. Okay,
1: and and and, yeah, and I don't want to go too much further because I want to. I'll let you say it. But you could – and Flair said something on his social media about he's going to leave, but he didn't promise he wouldn't be back. You could easily do Charlotte versus Rhea for the number one contender spot. Rick come down, Charlotte loses, and you've got Rhea versus Oscar. You could do that. Yeah. But I don't need – I don't want Charlotte to have the belt going into Mania.
0: I feel like there's still some swerve that's going to happen – on the women's side of Raw. I know you got Rhea. Um, they're starting to run stuff for, um, like I said, Oscar versus Charlotte. That seems like the obvious direction that they're going. But I just feel like Rhonda or Becky is out there. And they're going to interject them, maybe a fast lane in some way ah. shape, form or fashion. And I think you're going to either have a triple threat for the title like they did in New York. Or you're going to have like a fatal four-way um, for the title, um, and All I right, could so be wrong, and it could just be the simple Charlotte Asuka, you know. Um, but I just, with, it, with it being raw, like with it being the quote-unquote flagship show, because um, Bianca and Bailey are Bianca and Sasha's that's a pretty big main of, or main event quality match, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you've got something there. I could see um, it
1: easily main eventing night one. All right. So that's one assumption. Um, I, I think we're both under the assumption it'll be Drew versus uh, Lashley for the WWE title. Yes. I don't I don't see the Miz having that title. Um I could see Miz and Morrison versus Damian Priest to Bad Bunny. Yes. Uh let's see. I think they're going to start a Cesaro versus Rollins thing after watching SmackDown.
0: Yeah, and I think that could be really fun. I do too. I'll <laughs> do that that swing that he did on Rollins. I, yes, that, that was that might have been the best one ever.
1: And then let's see what else we've got. That was awesome. um, let's see here who's got. I would not be a bit surprised to see a Riddle versus versus. Heal Keith Lee for the U.S. title. I could see that happening.
0: I heal Ke- Keith Lee? Yes. I want to heal Keith Lee. I, think I do, would too. Be
1: great. Uh, and let me think. One that I haven't seen an assumption for, but one that I think would make a lot of sense to me, is uh, Io Shirai defending the NXT Women's Championship mm. at WrestleMania against Bayley. Ooh, Bailey has really Ooh. nothing left to do on SmackDown at this point. She's been she's fought everybody. Ooh. There's no more mountains for her to climb. It's an easy story for her to say that she was the best NXT women's champion of all time. Why it's Asuka, but still, delusional hill doesn't necessarily have to be correct. Saying
0: say, I'm gonna go
1: back down and show EO Shirai what a real NXT women's champ looks like. And I think that could be a really fun match. I I like that
0: one. So
1: I have no idea if they have any idea for the women's tag title match. I know no, they Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez have a title match with Nye and Shayna at some point.
0: That could it be a
1: pre show match. If one they night. don't do that on an episode of NXT, I'm not yeah. sure how that'll work yeah. or, or at Fastlane. Uh, you gotta, to figure,
0: you gotta figure Orton and Fiend, huh?
1: Orton and Fiend is almost probably written in stone at this And point I'll on.
0: tell you what, man, I'm 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 really impressed. Like every week I keep thinking, like I'm wanting to see his return. And they haven't pulled the trigger on it. They haven't pulled the trigger and then you just it's like i was telling my fiance and i was kind of halfway joking because she was talking about one of the shows she watched how there's so many possibilities and what can happen it's got so that's how i feel with the fiend right now like what's he going to come back as what's his? is he going to have a completely new gimmick is he still going to be split personality like all these questions you got um and you assume he's coming back before wrestlemania because you assume he's having that match at wrestlemania with with orton right so you're like well now it's getting closer and then the next week you're like well it's getting even closer and then the next week you're even it's even closer and you still in return it's like i mean that's pretty impressive um but it's just all the questions like i just want to see you know because every every time they do it with alexa they always throw something different like you know yeah um, there's always something different every week it's like you do not have that stuff figured out um if you're watching it you know uh, you think you got a beat on it, and then they throw you a curveball. Um, and Sweet. so, yeah, but you, I would assume Orton and the Fiend would be another one. Oh, I mean, and it's two nights. You're gonna have at least,
1: I'd say, five, six matches a night. All right. Um, I think we're gonna have Biggie versus uh Apollo Cruz. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what did you uh, think about his his promo Friday night, Apollo Crews? I was impressed. I liked it. I like, was impressed. Made me more interested in Apollo than I've been ever.
0: For sure. And that's what I was saying, man. Like, if he goes heel, I think he could be a good heel. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know, you know, obviously don't know um, him well enough as a character or why not to know which direction is a heel he needs to go because there's different types of heels you can be. Um, right, but if if he can be like this narcissistic, just like ass kicker, um, just doing it for his "quote unquote" people, um, yeah, I, I think that'll work really well for him. Um, uh, yeah, I like that.
1: I think that would be fun too. What I would like to see, if you're going to keep the tag titles on, um, Z- uh, Rude and Ziggler and. I don't know why you would, but if you were, wouldn't mind seeing those two fight um, KO and Sami Zayn. I would love to see a KO Sami Zayn uh, tag team. Whether they do it or not, I don't know. That would be fun. Um, You can even do Street Profits versus them, but I don't know if that ship might have sailed. I'm not sure. And then you've still got the Hurt Businesses tag champs. I don't know who you could build up on the raw side quick
0: enough to see that yeah that's what i was kind of talking about earlier like i think you'll have one or two matches maybe one match each night where it's like ladder match Um, yeah but it's like a tag team ladder match um, yeah where you get six tag teams in there or five tag teams or a a united states ladder match so you got six guys in there because you like you said they don't have time to build stories for everybody in um, WrestleMania, you usually do have those matches just to get everybody on the on the show, um, right? You know, and then you'll have—I don't know if they're going to do the Andre Battle Royal this year or not with um, the women. I assume they won't because, well, there's going to be fans. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, um, maybe since there's fans, they might. Um, so if that's the case, now you got another way to get 20 other people in there, right? So yeah, uh, I think it's shaping up, man. It's looking like things are shaping up um, really nicely for multiple stories going on. Um, And then hopefully, like you said, they can build on some other ones heading into WrestleMania uh, or heading into Fastlane more specifically and then from Fastlane to WrestleMania. Right. Um, But yeah, I I like the direction of uh, SmackDown. Uh, Yes. You know, this past Friday was a pretty good show as well. Um, raw is still it is what it is uh, sometimes it's a marathon sometimes it's a sprint
1: uh, sometimes it's a combination of both right um, but raw's, it, big, it, raw's biggest issue is they've got way too much time for what they have it's the commercials for me man
2: yeah
0: i think i figured that out every match has commercial breaks yes you know and i was watching i've been on this uh if you can't tell from what i posted on the social media accounts earlier um i've been on an early 90s wwf kit on the network lately but i've been watching uh old brawls monday night rolls from like 94 95 96 that era um back when i had the raw entrance, right and, and And I noticed last night when I was watching one from early 96, like January 96, um, in a one, it was was what, an hour-long episode? Yeah. Yeah, because I think the runtime on the network is like 45 minutes. But I think almost every single one of their matches had commercial breaks in them. They did. But But then I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, why didn't I remember that as much as a kid?
1: Well... After about, after the WCW started winning the uh, ratings war, they didn't want to take as many chances on people turning the channel to nitro. Right. So they started cutting their commercial breaks in matches
0: but see what i'm saying like i remember watching those roles though like in 90 that's right when i got into wrestling is what i'm watching right now i
1: remember the i remember the commercial break
0: but well yeah like i remember vince because he did it he he it was always like every if you go back and watch now when he leads out to the commercial he never gets the full sentence in like it always cuts him off we're coming right back pink. you know like cuts him off before he can finish and he's getting on high pitch and i remember that but i didn't remember it so frequently, but I'm and, but now that's the issue for that same show, is what yeah, it did 20 30 years ago.
1: And the other problem is that now I can tell you when the commercial breaks are happening. Well, oh, was, absolutely, you know, like it's like it's knocked over the top row. Well, we're gonna be on commercial break,
0: we and don't know how it's gonna so continue,
1: and they'll no. come back to the guy to chin lock.
0: Yep, no, it's very predictable. Um, you know, and they've gotten to where they do kind of like little dual box things sometimes, which is fine, but nothing really happens while it's on commercial. Right. Like you if you're gonna do that, have have a random match end during a commercial and then you yes. just cut right in like breaking news in yeah. the middle of the commercial break. Sorry to our sponsors, we you know, we'll make up for it later, but this we can't believe this just happened. Like treat it like that was not supposed yeah. to happen yes and now people are like well damn they might change you know the match might end while it's on commercial right um,
1: it's the same concept when you used to have uh titles change hand on a house show you want to get people tuned in or coming in because hey you never know change here you don't know
0: you never know you don't so, think it will but you never know you're yeah, never right. certain
1: well, they won't. They won't change a title here in in Saskatoon. They'll never change the WWE title in Saskatoon.
0: In, in Piscataway,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Or in Ypsilanti or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Ypsilanti, Hattiesburg, <laughs> yes. Chippewa. They're all the same. Yeah, they're not going to have a title change in freaking you know, Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, we're well, just lucky there they're even going. They,
2: they did.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly like you know you never know man um so yeah I'm, um back to charlotte uh, and, yeah, and if if i said this on the last podcast that i recorded by myself so if you if you're one of the the 10 to 12 people that actually listen to that episode just bear with me for a few minutes um but i kind of wanted to say it again with you on here Um, to see if I'm just kind of missing something or if I'm looking at things wrong. um, Because it's it's just kind of annoying with her. Uh, First off, Charlotte will be, I think she already is, but she will be regarded as probably, as not probably, but for sure the most decorated um, women's wrestler in American pro wrestling history by the time she's done. Um, I don't know enough about Japan and all that to claim she'll be that successful on a worldwide scale, you know, compared to them, um, accomplishment wise, because I know there's been some successful Japanese wrestling, um, women over the years, decades. And so I don't want to act like I'm crapping on it. Right. But I think her, and I've noticed it more and more on actual programming, but it's this kind of chip on her shoulder that she has about being rick flair's daughter right and being in his shadow and being associated with rick flair and you know and i've noticed over the last few weeks she kind of mentions it more and more but i remember a while back she was on espn and she like posted the screenshot on Twitter and like got all mad about it. or she didn't get all mad about it, but uh, she reacted to it. But it said, it said her name, you know, like she was sitting on the Sports Center set and it said Charlotte Flair. And then underneath it, where it usually puts like five time gold medal winner, three time X game, gold, you know, like their accomplishments, yeah. it had, uh, I think she was the Raw Women's Champion at the time. I can't yeah. remember. She's one of the champions, but it had that and then it had daughter of rick flair as like an accomplishment and she got you know she said something about that and like that's the first time i kind of thought of it but dude you think about rick uh rick well, rick and charlotte okay i'm a, these questions are kind of rhetorical but you can answer if you'd like Okay. Um, who is her wrestling name named after
1: or what charlotte? is her wrestling yeah what's charlotte it's, it's like? the city that she grew up in
0: but what's and, it also is and where's it's flair. rick flair I mean, from? She,
1: rick flair is from charlotte right but yeah
0: but he's really from minnesota he's from, anyway
1: he's from memphis from minneapolis uh but he builds himself from charlotte
0: right so her first name is where he's been built from for 40 since years since 83 yeah okay her last name is his last name,
1: and and there and the thing is, she wasn't Charlotte Flair. When she started, she was just Charlotte, right? And she added that when her dad got sick, right?
0: So, her entrance music is a remix of Rick Flair's entrance music, right? Yep. Two thousand one, a space odyssey, but it's like a techno remake.
1: Yeah, same exact stuff.
0: Absolutely, just sped up a little bit. Yeah. And with a little more boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> and so her entrance wardrobe. Robe. Who's it modeled after? Her dad. Okay. Her entrance pyro. Who's that modeled after? Her father's. From WrestleMania. Yes. With the spin and everything and the shot yes. looking up with the fireworks off in the background. Yes. Okay. Her signatures walk in the ring whenever she's taunting an opponent. She struts
1: and does the woo. Like Rick. Her finishing move is what? It's the figure four with the bridge that she calls a figure eight.
0: Where would you rank the figure four on the all-time finishing move list in popularity and popularity among, like, wrestling fans? It's got to be top five, um, top, right? Like
1: top, like, top two and probably not number 12. Probably maybe below RKO, but. And, Definitely and who, the most famous submission, and that's Rick's. That's Rick's baby,
0: and that's Ric Flair's move. Yes, her boots, her wardrobe—like they have CF on them. What does Ric Flair have on his boots? RF. You see where I'm getting at here, Slade? There's a story, Ooh, in- but and further yeah. to my point, because it's Rick freaking flair yeah you you do all that on you you have all that right there that is a direct knockoff of your father right I And mean, then you get mad when people, but not only that it your father is also rick flair on top yes. of that so you're yeah. knocking off rick flair you're not right. just knocking off your father who was successful you're knocking off rick flair yes so you think if 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 uh, the Rock's daughter makes it up to the main roster, that they're not going to milk the fact that she's uh, the, the Rock's daughter. Oh Lord, yes, she'll probably do it with the People's she, Elbow you're, and the you're never, She's never not going to be the Rock's
1: daughter. You know what she's I mean? Gonna, yeah, and you're gonna and she's gonna have you know she'll probably have a the she'll probably have a Do you smell what Simone's cooking? Is the intro to her uh, to her theme music, which will probably sound a lot like. Do <laughs> right. Do do
0: Le- LeBron James Jr. is always going to be LeBron. You know what I mean? Like there's some people in that sport, if you follow in their tracks, yes. No matter you, what. And you want to emulate them. Nobody confuses Curtis Axel f- Curtis Axel for Mr. Perfect. No. Nobody confuses Bo Dallas for IRS or The Fiend for IRS. They no. don't get compared to their dads because no. they're, not, they're not ripping off what their fathers did.
1: No, they're right. they're their own people.
0: They are literally their own character, their own gimmick, and they don't, they're not, and so that's where I get frustrated. It's like, well, you want all the good stuff that come with, like, being you Ric- you, you're everything about, I don't know, it's, you, you want to be your dad, but you don't want to be compared to him. There's a or, story, or, but... or or not necessarily compared, but you don't want people um, to bring up the fact that that's your dad. But you, you know, everything you so... do reminds people of your dad, who is one of the most popular wrestlers of all time.
1: There's a story you know? from a few years ago I read, um, and it's sort of similar, but it's it's not it it sort of ties into this when Barry Bonds was. Um, Really, like right after he started doing, you know, hitting the seventy home runs in a year and all that stuff, he talked about how he hated driving around town and going anywhere because he'd always get, you know, lambasted. He'd always get harassed. He'd always get people wanting his autograph and all this, that, and the other. He hated the attention that came with it, and he wished he could just disappear. And he wished he could just, uh, you know, kind of hide. And Dusty Baker was his manager. Dusty Baker walked outside and said, "Barry, can I show you something?" And he pointed out that on Barry Bonds' car was MVP 25. And he had like all sorts of Barry Bonds <laughs> things that would you would note like 25 diamond encrusted uh uh car stamp. You're letting people know who you are. Yeah, you're letting people know who you are, but you don't but you want, don't them, want to, them to yeah. You know. don't, you want everybody to know who you are, but you don't want to deal with all the stuff that goes with it. Yep.
0: And for the and record that, just for the record Barry Bonds is my favorite baseball
1: player of all time but yeah but but that's just that's (laughs) that's the way I feel like you're bringing up the fact that Ric Flair is your your dad yep you know everything about
0: you screams Ric Flair yeah and And I think another thing though and it's kind of crazy and I might have mentioned this on the podcast I don't know but my, my my son he's four and anytime he sees Ric Flair on tv he says daddy that's charlotte's dad right that's so to him that's not rick flair right you know what i'm saying to him that right. is charlotte's dad so right. you also have to understand that if you're charlotte like you do have there is a generation that, like, that doesn't know who rick flair was that, that does know that's your dad like you know what i mean but that's all they know um but you still got the i mean it, it's it's freaking rick flair dude like yeah You can't emulate, you know. Terry Taylor wanted to be Ric Flair. Um, Yeah. there's plenty of people that wanted to be Ric Flair. Um, And like I said, Charlotte will go down as is the most successful American women's pro wrestler of all time. Um, I think, without a doubt. Hell, she might already be there. You know what I mean? Right. Because the list isn't very long. Grand. Yeah, you got Um, you got like Trish and and probably maybe Medusa. Yeah, and Trish. Is, um, yeah uh it's not a very long list unfortunately um but yeah with the talent athleticism the 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 look everything the career that she's going to have she'll go she's down as a yes you can't take anything away from her and i don't want to i'm just saying that's one part of her that has annoyed me and i was just kind of looking at it and i was just i was looking at her entrance and everything one day and i was like well that's Ric Flair. That's Ric Flair. Yeah. That's Ric Flair. That's Ric Flair. That's Ric Flair. Yeah. Every, everything is Ric Flair. Why are you upset about being talked about as being her, Ric Flair's daughter when, right. like, you are Ric like Ric I said, nobody, nobody like Curtis Axel wasn't having to always answer about being Curt Henning's Ric- son. Right. But, you know, Curt Henning's one of the best wrestlers in history. Right but the connection wasn't there right you he wasn't. And, and, and you can say that hurt him like if maybe if he could have been a connection like there could have been a connection right. there, if he could have done a mr perfect type character or spinoff um that, that might have uh like his music was the time kind of to knock nowadays.
1: off mr Perfect's, and he did a perfect plex at one time but that was about it right but when you
0: looked at him and everything like the whole package he doesn't you, look like you kurt weren't Henning. thinking yeah you weren't
1: getting kurt hitting flashbacks yeah he wasn't um, like he wasn't doing the towel stuff and all that he was just yeah
0: you know and so in charlotte's case i think you know it's benefited her much more than it's hurt her
1: long blonde hair you know, normally wear um, like blue tights well, she's yeah. tall. She's
0: she's she's athletic. She's like I said. She's got the look, man. She's a total package. Um, yes. Shout out to Lex Luger. But yes, it, it's that's just it, it. It was annoying. Like I said, I just yeah. noticed. That. I'm like, why well, Why are you complaining about that? When that's the obvious reference point, you know. You know, like yes. if she had uh, that girl from AEW, the alien chick yeah um not yeah Stat, yeah statlander if, Stat if charlotte yeah. flair was named uh um, if she was named april green and she had the gimmick that chris statlander had do you think they would be shoving it down the down our throat that she was rick flair's daughter absolutely not you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like because it wouldn't fit the story but uh, yeah, like I said, don't want to take anything away from her. Um, talented as hell. Uh that was just kind of annoying. Um but did does that make sense like where yeah, I'm yeah, coming from? Or because like no, I said, I, I haven't really understand. told anybody that and had them be able to Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it, it just was kind of confusing. Um it's kind of like I told you about Tony Storm, like why are you changing her from a hill or a face to a hill but you're not changing her like that's some right me like if you're going to change change yes if you don't want to be compared to your dad don't make people think of your dad every time they see you
1: right um, ditch the robes ditch the music ditch the finisher make natural selection your finisher and your hey
0: you know she she could pull a hey she could pull a opposite john cena like yeah because Cena he basically switched characters Right. From the thugonomics to, to the never give up. I mean we right. had like a little chain gang thing going on in between, but um you know, people will think of Cena is just the never give up Cena, but thugonomics went on uh a few years, didn't it? A couple couple years, couple three years, couple two.
1: Thugonomics lasted until oh four. Till he got to raw in 05, so it started in late 02 and went to 05.
0: Okay, yeah, right around two and a half, three years.
1: Yeah. Um, and then he had
0: the little chain gang. But, I mean, he did a, you know, he kind of dropped everything and switched it up. I mean, he still kept the jorts. Um, yep. And I respect him for, if if you've never, heard, uh, if you're listening and you never heard why John Cena wore jorts, he said it was a, a reason for him to stand out yes um when everybody else was wearing tights um and, and it just kind of made him stand out right uh, because also if you notice when he first came into wwe before when he was just like the little prototype gimmick and whatnot um right. he would wear tights like the little biker short tights but they were a different color every time and he said that was his way of trying to stand out even then correct um, And funny story that I heard about him with the Thuganomics character is his inspiration for that character was like what he hated about. Yes. Somebody that he would hate to be around. (laughs) And that was his inspiration for that character. I can believe it. Um, So yeah. And he nailed it. But yeah. So I think, you know, but if she's going to, if Charlotte's going to do something like that where she drives, I mean, because you're, she's almost tied to that now. You know, yep. um, it's getting to a point where it would be hard to to kind of try and make people forget about that um, if it doesn't happen in the near future. But even if it doesn't happen, slate. I mean, she like I said, she, still the best <laughs> regardless person. of what she's going to do, she's going to be at the top for as long yes. as she wants to be. Um, right. So. With that being said, let's move on, on to our little last topic of the of the episode. And um did you did you catch the wrestling observer awards? I'm actually looking at them as we speak. Okay. I didn't catch them because I don't uh subscribe to the observer. I don't follow Daniel Meltzer. Um who's the other guy? Alvarez? Yeah, Brian Alvarez. I don't follow him. Um but I, I, you know, on on the Turnbuckle Talk Twitter account, I'll get on quote wrestling Twitter, and just see what's been going on. And and a couple of days ago, I saw I was reading, and and people, as always, are split over something with wrestling. Um, but this time is the Wrestling Observer Newsletter awards that are giving out given out. Apparently, I didn't know anything about them. I guess I'm not a smart wrestling fan. As the kids would say, um, I mean, I know about the newsletter, but I didn't really know about the awards. You know what I mean? Right. I have an awards show every year, like a they, No, they,
1: it, I wish they did. <laughs> like, it's, is it like the Oscars? I mean, I know it's I know it's subscribers like
0: they're they're voting, but it's yeah. just all virtual though.
1: Yeah. Okay. Used to it was where uh, they would actually send them in to Meltzer and
0: like they'd to calculate him. the votes okay now it's just but like email or almost, website or whatever yeah okay so uh, yeah and I wasn't trying to be funny I just didn't know I, like I knew it was subscriber based and they were the ones voting were the listeners or readers yeah um but I didn't know if they got together every year and had an award show hell what would stop them? no you know they yeah. um but anyway so yeah apparently those awards came out um and I think the the genesis and the basis of the division among the awards were uh, basically AEW swept everything. Um, yes, that, that was positive, and WWE swept everything that was negative.
1: Well, I'll just go through um, them real quick. Well, I think there's
0: a lot of them, but
1: no, 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 I'll go through. I'll go um, through your main ones. Your wrestler of the year was John Moxley, which. And see. I'm not gonna- it, I'm not going to kill you for that. Well, no. And I was just going to
0: say off the bat, from the ones I've seen, I don't think there's really many issues with the people who actually won the awards. It's just that... But A- when you look w- at, like, the top 10 lists of each award, and it's, like, eight AEW, and then two WWE, and one of them are number eight, and one of them's number 10. And yeah. And it's on, like, every list. Yeah. And then... So like I think that's where the division came in because for example I know one one thing people were kind of uh, squabbling over where was the fact that being the elite was awarded or was ranked higher than SmackDown. Yeah. And you can't, dude. I don't care how bad SmackDown was at the beginning of last year. Since Roman's come back, you can't tell me SmackDown hasn't been the best show on a uh, wrestling show on TV every week it's also been knocking it out of the park and you're telling me that a youtube show you know and then yeah. that's so that's when i kind of my ears perked up and i just started reading a little bit more um and like i said from what i've seen i personally don't really have an issue with the people or the the companies or whatever who won the awards I actually because I mean? like you said with moxley i can't i mean i can put reigns because what reigns did in the six months he was there it's a pretty damn impressive, man. Um, but I also but I understand you. not awarding Moxley when he
1: was there all year. You know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, I thought they got the female wrestler of the year right with Bailey. I actually think they nailed that one.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But, did she, you get, but, she, but
0: she had a nice evolution last year.
1: But then you have something like, okay, your rookie of the year is Pat McAfee. I've got no problem whatsoever with that. Um, it's hard to deny. But then, like, your Tag Team of the Year is the Young Bucks. I saw a little bit of their stuff. They didn't impress me all that much. I would have gone Street Profits. I would have gone...
0: Street Profits or FTR, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then your worst feud of the year, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. Oh, and that
0: was another one that I saw. I I, I literally, if I'd have been drinking coffee, I would have spit it out. I saw that... Orange Cassidy got Best
1: Gimmick, and The Fiend yeah. got Worst Gimmick. Right. Which, a year after <laughs> The Fiend got Best Gimmick.
0: Huh?
1: A year after The Fiend got Best Gimmick.
0: And that literally told me all I needed to know.
1: Yeah. About
0: yeah. Who, who is subscribing and who his audience is. Yeah, you know, your promoter
1: of the year is Tony Khan. I will, I will probably agree that the worst weekly show of the year is Raw. I will probably agree with that.
0: Well, but you got – is that <sighs> –
1: but Dynamite's your best weekly show with Smackdowns on the air now. Absolutely not. Uh, I
0: mean, it's hard to it's hard to say that Dynamite has been better than NXT. Like they've no, been yeah. pretty, they've been pretty close in my opinion. Yeah. Um, obviously in ratings, uh, AEW is winning, but quality wise, I think they kind of they just go back and forth on quality.
1: Um, feud of the year: John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. No,
0: I mean, where, do you have a list of feud of the year? Got, like
1: what? I just, I just got the winners right
0: here. Because uh, I'd be interested to see where like Edge and Orton would be on that. The year,
1: I might can find it. A uh, feud of the year, but yeah, yeah. It just
0: it just seeing some of the winners and seeing like, like me,
1: yeah, me, I mean, to me, that's up there. Um. Sasha versus Bailey would be up there. Or not? Yeah, Sasha versus Bailey.
0: I think, I think Roman and Jay got the number eight match of the year. Yeah. And they were the first WWE. Like the seven above yes. them were all AEW. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just that. You know, and then number nine was AEW, and the number ten was a WWE match. And yeah like I mean I'm not but come on like it's obvious uh Mopsley got what 800 first place votes I think something like that um out of a thousand <laughs> I mean, yeah we know and if you like I said I don't follow Meltzer or anybody associated with the Wrestling Observer um I don't really follow I follow um a couple of journalists, um, but I've searched Dave Meltzer and read his Twitter and stuff plenty of times. I, he's just so much it's drama on his Twitter. It, he's, like, he's like, you know who he reminds me of? Who? And you know who I think he – I think here's the – he's the wrestling version of Skip Bayless. Yeah. But I think Bayless learned from Dave Meltzer. But he won't yeah. tell anybody because mainstream don't know who Dave Meltzer is. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because okay. Yes. If let's you go. if you kind of look at it, they're just pompous, arrogant, cocky, can't be wrong, condescending. Um, you know, um, Meltzer does it more so on Twitter. Bayless does it on TV, but right. Um, and Meltzer. Bayless can be very condescending on Twitter as well, but he doesn't interact
1: with with the audience. Meltzer is probably the best wrestling historian there's ever been. Absolutely. If I want to go, if I want to read somebody's, like, what happened in 1978 at a show at the Cow Palace, you know, who did this, who did that, what big thing happened. Dave Meltzer's my guy. He knows this stuff. Right. But he has this thought that that means he knows everything about the way it is now. And everything changes, and he starts giving matches seven and eight stars and then justifies saying that Kenny Omega is the best wrestler of all time by using ratings that he himself came up with Yeah, that he changed the numbers on. So let's see here. Your best-known interviews, Roman Reigns is the highest WWE guy at number seven. Seven? Yeah. It's Kingston, Moxley, MJF, Cody, Jericho, Taz. That's one through six. Oh, Reigns, was... <laughs> Reigns is seven. Jay White's eight. McAfee's nine. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I will say NXT was number two on the weekly show. But then it was B the Elite, AEW Dark, and then SmackDown. <laughs> Your match of the year. That makes no sense. There wasn't a WWE match on the match of the year in the top ten. Not a single one.
0: Okay, well, there might have been Feud of the Year that I'm talking okay, about.
1: Okay, let's go. To, let find Feud of the Year because they've got different. Women's MVP, Bailey. And I know that – okay, yeah. Your Feud of the Year, uh, your, your highest rated WWE Feud of the Year was Jey Uso and Roman Reigns at number eight. Told you. Boom. Give me my and then money. Orton, is, Orton Edge was number 10. Yeah,
0: Orton and Edge.
1: That was it. Yeah, that,
0: that's got to at least be number five, right? Yeah. Orton and Edge? Not
1: a – there's not a single WWE guy on the most charismatic list. MJF. Miz isn't charismatic? What? And so,
0: do you think The Miz is
1: charismatic? I, I think The Miz
0: is charismatic. Montez Ford is
1: charismatic. Montez, for sure. Hell, Bianca Belair is charismatic.
0: New Day's
1: charismatic.
0: Yes. Big E. Like, uh... yes. <laughs> best...
1: Let's see here. Most overrated equals Bray White, 1, King Corbin, 3, Nia Jax, 4, Braun, 5, Goldberg, 6, Seth Rollins (laughs) and the Miz, tied at 8. How is the Fiend Fiend more overrated than Nia? Okay, most underrated, Ricochet, Gable, Riddle. I I can agree with some of that. I'm going
0: to put Gable above Ricochet on that. I don't know that I disagree with you
1: on that. Are okay. right, your yeah, best here, TV announcer, yeah. oh, Excalibur no, yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Which is fine. He's good. He's... I would have actually had their number three, number one, because I think Tony Schiavone is better. Tony's actually, just Schiavone, a treasure. Schiavone on a show that he can sink his teeth into is great. Jim Dude. Ross or no, I can't. I can't get behind that. I really can't get behind Michael Cole. Graves and Beth Phoenix being one, two, three on the worst list.
0: Who's the who's the number two
1: on the best announcer? Uh Kevin Kelly. And I don't For, and I which don't is it NWA? Enough, I, What what tna Kevin Kelly's New Japan.
0: New Japan, okay.
1: Okay. And I don't watch enough New Japan yeah. right off the of to no.
0: I remember him from WWF in the late nineties and whatnot.
1: Yeah. I mean he's he's good, but I mean um Cole Graves and see I, I actually think number five, Josh Matthews, is the worst television announcer. Graves isn't bad, man. Yeah. Graves has moments where you can tell Vince is in his ear, but when he sinks his teeth into something, he's awesome. He's good. Uh, I think
0: people just hate on Cole so much that he gets, like, the overflow. Yeah. You know, because he's tied to him.
1: Okay, not a single WWE finisher was the best wrestling move of the year. All right. Most disgusting promotional tactic. All right. (laughs) WWE firing everyone during a pandemic. That's not really a promotional tactic, but whatever. WWE operating without COVID testing. Not cool, but AEW did the exact same thing. WWE banning talent from third party opportunities. I can see that, but again, whatever.
0: This this is like I've said before about that third party thing, like It's not the end of, like, what they're doing now isn't the end goal. But but there's not a single... There's going to be be partnerships, you know what I mean? Like, they're building business partnerships and relationships, so you're still going to be able to interact with these people on these platforms. It's just going to take a little while for them to work out the logistics business-wise, but when they do, you're still going to have the same opportunity. Odds are... If you were paying for it in the first place, you're just going to pay probably $10 extra for the same
1: thing. Number four, WWE running in Saudi Arabia. I think if you start really digging into it, there's not a single company that's going to be above.
0: um, Um, Yeah, no company can take any moral high ground when it comes to issues like that.
1: AEW finally gets on the board with number five, continuing Hardy versus Guevara when Hardy was clearly concussed and in no condition to continue. And they kept faking like he was fine, that it was all, you know, just a big misunderstanding.
0: So, do you remember, I didn't see it live. I saw a clip online. It happened yes. probably three or four months ago when the guy got knocked out on AEW. Yeah. And yeah. they, like, drug him to the, to the other corner, yeah. like the ref never checked on him. Right. Um, AEW has done some... Questionable things in the ring over there. Oh yeah, I feel like if it was WWE, if WWE were to let something like that slip, they would oh, it, get eviscerated
1: on social media. Okay, okay, this is this is where I think you have to go there. So I'm looking at your worst match of the year, um, Braun versus Fiend. Okay, I didn't love the swamp fight. I'll admit it. Oh, that one. Yeah, it, I think it was a miss. But Goldberg versus The Fiend, okay. That's yeah, that's number two. Hardy <laughs> Hardy versus Guevara, the knockout thing, was number three. Edge, Orton, the last man standing at Mania, was number four. It was not a great match, but it, was it wasn't that
2: bad.
1: It was just too long. But number five is where, you, where you're going to get a chuckle. The number five worst match of the year, the Firefly Funhouse match between Bray and Cena at Mania 36.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that's uh, not, not surprising. Oh, see, so here you're, you're you got because this, like I said, just you from you reading the results and what I saw, it's obvious. And if you've read Dave Meltzer's Twitter or or anything over the last year, you and I'm not saying there's uh. I don't know I'm not saying he's directly trying to bury w w e yeah but you get that it's obvious you know what i mean um that there's things that a e w can get away with that they wouldn't that they
1: would, they would kill never
0: him. let w w e get away with and these people right. that follow him and subscribe to him they take you know it's the same it's the same way as people that that listen. Or used to listen to the Stephen A. Smith show. Like they'll just regurgitate anything Stephen A. Smith says because he's smart, he's experienced, yeah. and he quote has sources. Well, right. those sources can be wrong. Like you can be wrong. It can happen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, but and then I didn't realize that these awards were only voted on by like a thousand people. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I mean, these are basically like the slammies.
1: And it's basically, it's going to be a sell, it's it, its going to be a self fulfilling prophecy on these. And I tell because, no, the, because the kind of people who are going to pay for the observer and write in and vote on these things are generally going to be the people who have Meltzer's beliefs anyway.
0: Right.
1: So, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, because they Meltzer, want to hear
0: like-minded opinions.
1: Yeah, Meltzer like, and I've I've only seen snapshot screenshots. I've never actually gone to the Wrestling Observer board. I probably never will. But if somebody will like call out AEW for uh, something, they'll you know he'll get all defensive on there and say that he know you know he knows so and so from AEW and that's not what happened. And if you just you know if you would just you know, you don't know the facts, and then a few days later, it'll turn out that what that person called him out for was exactly what happened.
0: And when he gets called out, he
1: starts getting mad. It's just, it is what it is.
0: You know what i tell you? And then having, because wasn't like Tony Khan on his show? Yeah. Like, accepting the award or something for Best Booker?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, like I said, a thousand people voting on it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: out of the entire wrestling community, and you or the promoter to say, I just can't see Vince McMahon or Triple H showing up to it. You know what I mean?
2: No. I mean, I get
0: it. Life- I get it. Like, I understand that Tony Khan's a huge, huge, huge wrestling fan. Uh, very, uh, he loves the history of wrestling and whatnot. So I understand he's probably a fan of Dave um, on a professional and probably, level and he, whatnot.
1: And he's probably honored that that he got it from Meltzer, but I just come on, man. Man.
0: Like I said, only a thousand people voting on it. Um, you'd think it's the damn Grammys, but it's really the Slammys. Um, it's just so I kind of laughed at all that. Like I said, I take them with a grain of salt. Um, if you're if you're letting uh, someone else's opinion on wrestling affect your opinion on wrestling or whatnot, it's uh, a problem you got to work out with yourself. You know. Yeah. Um, cause I don't really care what other people like or don't like, you know, um, that's, that's, that's up to them. And it's up to me, what I enjoy, um, what's, what's great about it right now, especially is that there seems to be a little bit of everything for everybody. Yep. Um, and, and you take those awards aside, um, kind of the silliness of the entire situation and you look at it as a whole, at least the positive categories, there's a lot of good stuff going on in the world of wrestling um, today, you know, uh, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you're guilty of it. Almost everybody I talked to is guilty of it, of kind of living in the glory days, living in the past where, um, you know, the attitude era and whatnot, oh, I wish it was still like that. Um, but sometimes you got to stop and realize that, that what we get to see today, um, at least in the ring is, is, is pretty damn good. Right so right. I, I, I can't complain too much about that. Yes. But yeah, I just thought we'd kind of talk about that. Like I said, since I, I, I kind of just read through wrestling Twitter whenever I saw that there was some awards handed out. It was like trend twin, uh, trending. Jesus. Um, I was like, what awards were there? And then I figured out. Uh, um, oh, and and I was going to ask because you mentioned Tony Schiavone a minute ago. Uh, do you listen to his podcast? I, I do not. You got to. You got to find a way to listen to it. I
2: will. I will do so.
0: You you will love Tony Schiavone. He might be my favorite person ever in wrestling. Now. Um, he's pretty freaking funny, dude yeah
1: it's pretty, it's pretty oh shivani shivani is
0: shivani is, is a treasure and him and him and conrad they do a lot of uh, out of all of his out of all of his uh crew of podcasters i guess you'd say yeah. um, tony is the one that he'll do the most uh, watch alongs with yeah and so it's it yeah it's it's, it's pretty funny it's, you know because ross jr he gets um that's more. Jr. will get all fired up about yep. anything. Um, Eric, everything's a lie. Uh,
1: everything's a lie. And if, they, if something bad happened, it somebody else's idea, and right. he was the one that was trying to tell him not to do it because he knew it
0: wouldn't work. Right. But I do, it I do work. like, I do like Eric's podcast because uh, he does. Do. They do, they do go. Yeah, they 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 do get in the weeds on like the ratings and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and kind of the business aspect um and then bruce bruce is probably that's probably my favorite one out of all his um because bruce is funny man yeah <laughs> his impressions and then um him and conrad they'll go at it and yes. uh but yeah I, I highly suggest you uh listen to some watch along uh right now they're going through uh bruce and i oh, not bruce uh conrad and and Tony, this year, this year, they started um, they're chronologically going through 1986. Uh, yeah. G- Jim Crockett.
1: Oh, speaking of, did you see where Jim Crockett's sick?
0: I didn't.
2: Yeah,
1: Jim Crockett apparently is not doing well.
0: Mm, that's rough. He's at the hospital. Let's see yeah. if I can
2: that pull rough. it out real quick. Jim
1: Crockett. Yeah, as of Uh, Yeah, Meltzer, seven hours ago, wrestling writer Jim Crockett Jr. in grave condition.
0: Man, I think Conrad just released an interview with him, like a three-hour interview.
1: Yeah, I know. Crockett only has really been seen um, a few times since he got out of the business.
0: Yeah, yeah, Conrad, from what I heard, Conrad did like a five-hour interview, and he was breaking it up into two parts. Um, and he already released like three hours of the first, you know, the first part was three hours. Yes. Sir. Um, but yeah, they, they're reviewing or not reviewing, but they're doing a watch along every week of 1986 Jim Crockett promotion. Uh, it's pretty cool because it's, I mean, it's prime Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, yeah. um, that whole squad, um, and, and a bunch of other people that are very, very entertaining. Um, Dusty Roads. He's in his oh, prime yeah. there. Um, yeah. So there and then Tony, he's always telling some funny stories. Oh yeah. Um, so, I think must be My man my man coming kind of
1: Red Huntsville, Alabama, just up yeah. the road.
0: Yeah, he you you would like um if I tell you where to start, that's where I tell you where to start, because I know you would like listening to those watch alongs, being that they're oh, yes. like that era. Um
1: I've actually watched a couple of those shows and they're pretty good. So, apparently, according to Meltzer, and I know my feelings on his wrestling watching now. As I've said, I trust him on historical stuff. Right. And know it about the older promoters and whatnot. Meltzer has provided an update on Wrestling Observer Radio saying that Jim Crockett's liver and kidneys are failing. Mm. So, it it doesn't sound good. It's
0: unfortunate.
1: That is uh, our best Jim Crockett, who, again, legendary promoter of the 80s, helped really launch Ric Flair to the spotlight in the 80s.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, anything else you got there, Slade, or is that about I that episode? I think that's about it. All right. I, I can't think of much else either. I think we covered a lot of ground again today. Oh, we did. Um, once again, Elimination Chamber was a pretty good show, solid show. Yeah. Um, Wrestlemania seems to be shaping up to be pretty interesting um from raw from the raw perspective and Smackdown perspective um so yeah I think I think things are heading in the right direction um and we get to see where where they keep going in the coming weeks right with that being said I think we'll get on out of here and uh Until next time, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And please, please, please follow us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. Stay up to date with all things Turnbuckle Talk. And until next time, y'all be safe out there.
2: Yeah, have a good...